Welcome everyone back to the Tailgate Country Podcast. Uh, we've got, boy, probably one of the coolest, one of the realest artists that we've had on here ever. Um, his name's John O'Clayton, up and comer in Nashville. Um, he's up and coming, but like he's still got his, he's he's established. He knows some people and he's he's really got it going. Um, but before we get to him, Hunter, let's uh, chat about something we got going on. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard about it on our couple of last um, episodes but we've been on clubhouse lately and we've started a room on mondays called tailgate pickens with um, our friend jessica over at country pickens um, pretty popular instagram account lately um, and we just talk about all the new country music that came out and pretty much anything the conversation will lead us to so um, if you want to join us we and you're not on clubhouse we have interview or interviews we have um invites available we do have invites available shoot us a dm and hunter what time are we doing those at seven central standard time or eight eastern yep on mondays yeah join us i mean you never know who's going to join we've had managers pr we've had artists and um we let you know we dedicate that time for if you manage somebody or if you are somebody and you want to plug your own stuff like we let that happen we talked about college basketball last yeah. week for a little bit. It's it's just kind of like a you know Monday evening. A lot of people are like cooking dinner, eating dinner, and they just sit down and, and join us. We chat about that. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, send us a DM over at our Instagram at uh, T Eight Country, and uh, we'll hook you up. We got we got several invites. So, but all right, well let's dive into it. Here is our interview with John O'Clayton. All right, we'd like to welcome on uh, Nashville songwriter. His name is John O'Clayton. John, how are you doing today? Good, man. Glad to glad to be here, dude. Talk to you guys. Yeah, thank you. So, um, start off by telling us your story. Um, how'd you get into songwriting and uh, making a name for yourself in Nashville? So, uh, <clears throat> I started off. I, I was real young when I uh, started playing music. Um, learned from my grandpa actually, and man, I went went from that and now you know living in Nashville and everything and it's kind of cool uh last year in June I quit my job I turned 21 years old quit my job working at UPS man and you know that's a phenomenal job to have with insurance and everything else and you know I was kind of set on it and then I got to thinking um you know I, I I should probably go for it just you know, take a chance, man, and go to Nashville. That's kind of what I want to do is play music. That's my heart. And, uh, yeah, so I did that. Put out a song in August, moved in August pretty much, got everything down there, and, man, just started meeting people. Uh, met some couple guys before I got to town, a guy named Jonathan Singleton. Uh, met a guy named J.D. Groover, um, a guy named Dustin Achen. And, yeah, man, those those guys have been a big blessing to me. Uh but yeah, that's it's kind of it's kind of crazy now, man. Going in on like month, I guess it's like the eighth month of it, uh, pretty much. I think that's right. But yeah, it's just been hammer, man. I've met a lot of a lot of people, and it's kind of crazy that you know it's been coronavirus, and <clears throat> you think things would 
been slow, but man, this year it's uh it's been a blessing for me to be able to be in and meet people, dude, and not many people been on the road and stuff like that. So yeah, just hammering out songs as it goes. Just yeah, those are some pretty big <laughs> names to I was, I was gonna say I think I think I've heard of a couple of those guys or something and just so nonchalantly, just like, yeah, it's just a guy by the name of Jonathan Singleton, JD Groove. Maybe you heard of them. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh just uh, you know, awesome guys, man. Like I said, uh blessed to really to get to work with them now and and stuff like that. And get in the writing room with Jonathan Singleton and Chris Dubois over at Seagull Music. There's some of those guys that they've lined me up with, uh, has taught me a lot, a whole lot. You know, I've been writing songs since I was 12 years old. Um, I guess, you know, my songs, break up songs, middle school kids songs, you know, went from that stage all through that. Then you get here and go through high school and, you know, that was kind of my way to get things off my chest, I guess. And, uh, it it was just, it was kind of different, man. You know, I play football and, and baseball and stuff like that. And I was real big in sports and kind of took a break from my music there towards the end of my high school. Um, and yeah, dude, it's, it's been a blessing. These guys hollered at me, John Singleton, when I was 16 years old on Instagram on a song I posted called, uh, <clears throat> far, far as a bar. He said, that's a good hook, man. He said, I like it. And he emailed me one day and wanted me to send him some songs and start working with him. And man, I just kept listening to his advice and kept just doing all I can, man, getting after it. And now I'm, uh, I'm thankful to say that as of, uh, about a month ago, I got a ride with Jonathan Singleton, man. We got our first song together after he took me up with a couple guys to write with. So, yeah, it's just awesome, man. It's cool. That is a really big deal. That's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> that is a really big deal. That's so. Congratulations. That's that's out. That's amazing. Heck yeah, man. It's just the just now starting. You know, really kind of getting getting the ground under me right now, and going to be putting out some new music here and getting in the studio with Jonathan and doing some stuff. So. Yeah, hopefully getting ready to crank these songs out. Yeah, and you talked awesome. about uh, Seagull. Have you gotten to work with uh, CJ Solar? Uh, I have not, man. Um, I would like to get him on the the books with JD. We actually did have a ride, um, had one we had to reschedule, so we're wait- I'm waiting on the reschedule date for that. But yeah, man, I've been able to rate with uh, a lot of them Seagull guys over there. Uh, one that just freshly got signed over there, a guy named Jordan Gray, man. He's an awesome dude. Uh, I seen his news today. I was actually looking at it before we started this thing, but <clears throat> yeah, just, just some good guys, man. It's, it's been cool to just to meet everybody. It's kind of wild that, you know, I, I've seen a lot of these people that on Instagram and I didn't know them in person and everything. And now I get down there and know them in person and hang out and go to, you know, go to cookouts. And it's just cool. Dude. It's like a big family and that all has, we're there to do to play music because we love it and everybody's in it for the same reason that's just something i <clears throat> i didn't experience until i got to nashville because being in a hometown it's kind of it just wasn't like it was that wasn't that for me you know so yeah did you have any major influences growing up like artists that you wanted to be um i guess i not really i guess i, I wanted to be one of that but some of the people that i take up when i was real little um, it was all about Eric Church for me. My my older brother, I think it was in 2000. I was six years old. Is in 2006. Eric Church came out uh, with that record, man, and it was it was kind of wild because my brothers would always sing it. You know, they they loved it. You know, and, and I was just singing. I was just singing along to the melody. You know, I didn't really know what the words was and everything now. And 
kind of hit me like the other day, man. I, I re-downloaded that thing on uh, Apple Music. Went back to the very first one. I was just riding around the truck, and listened to all the words and actually everything else. And it made more sense being older now and stuff. And it's just like, damn, man, I didn't even know that I was getting raised on that stuff. You know, that I, I, I didn't know that it was it was actually teaching me. I, I mean, it's just, you know, different things in life, man. Like there was one like two pink lines, you know, I think that's funny. Cause you know, how, how much, you know, how much does that happen to people, you know, and you don't hear about a lot of that different kind of style that comes in, in Nashville anymore. It's just like little scenarios like that, man. They're like special. They turn out to be special songs. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, so your name's John O. Is that a nickname or is that your real name? Or So that's a, that's a nickname. My real name is Jonathan. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I got that playing baseball from a baseball coach and yeah, it just, it stuck ever since it was kind of like the Juno or yeah, Juno kind of thing. And then it just went to John O and there were some other guys that was named Jonathan that was on my baseball team. That's kind of how it all come about, but yeah, it just stuck, man. It sounded, it's wild. Every time I tell somebody, you know, they're like John O, you know, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's, you know, don't say a lot, but. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. It's a good nickname. <laughs> I've had a lot of people tell me just just take your last name out, man. Just be Jono. That's yeah. it. Just like like Hardy, yeah. like Hardy. Just put Jono. You know, big capital letters. <laughs> but. So you mentioned that you uh, were a driver for UPS, um, and you just recently, well, more or less, just recently, you know, dropped that and decided to mm-hmm. pursue a career solely in music. What was that day like? Where you just were like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. It was, uh, you know, I, I was actually about to go, they were about to send me to, to the driving school and I, I was still working like a, it's called preload and stuff. And it was in the morning shift. I'd go in at about three o'clock in the morning, get off at nine 30 in the morning, 10 o'clock. Then I was doing my mowing and stuff like that, <clears throat> a little side jobs, but man, it finally came when, uh, it, it was, it was kind of, it was right before that. Um, in that January, I, you know, I, I quit in, in June, but, it's like in January and February, uh, you know, the COVID hit and it's crazy. Everybody called me crazy for quitting my job during a big pandemic. And I had, you know, I had the essential job that kept me working and I was able to work and, and make money and stuff. But uh, it was for me, it was kind of, I wasn't being a good employee to them. And, you know, it being a small town and be some good people around here um, that helped me get the job that I was very thankful to. Cause you know, I mean, it, it really is a good job. And, and I didn't want, I was kind of doing them wrong, man, because I was calling in sick all the time, which I was actually on the road. I'd be in North Carolina or something and call in and be like, hey, I can't be in it in the morning. You know, I'm sick and stuff like that. And it was just kind of wasn't a good employee. And then I'd go back and forth with management and stuff like that. And it was just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to put in my two weeks and my 21st birthday is coming up and I'm just going to go in it. And I posted on Instagram and I said, quit my job. And I, I was born near Father's Day. And I said, I quit my job, spent my Father's Day weekend with my dog. I got a little dog, some sidekick, man, my little heater dog. And uh, yeah, I posted on Instagram. And Jonathan Singleton come in and commented, and he said, holler when you get here. So yeah, it's been, it's been cool ever since then, man. So very blessed. Wow. I, I like that. Like <laughs> just an Instagram comment, like, all right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> here man. we go. Yeah. And I like how you quit before your 21st when you actually would have had to call in sick for one of those times for real. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Man. I told him, I was like, you know, here's two weeks. I'm going to, 
I'm, I'm quitting on my birthday, and that was that. And they're just like, all right. And there, and there was a lot of guys that worked there. The man really inspired me. They said, you know, guys have been there 30 years. You know, they think about stuff that, you know, they have good money and a lot of stuff they work for, and they have it. But at the end of the day, you know, they, they wish they could went around and got, like, more life back. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I wrote a song with Krista Ball and Lynn Hutton. Um, when I really first got to town, J.D. set it up for us. And uh, it's a special song, man. I had this title for a while, kind of before I got to town, and I was saving it for them. But it was called uh, Living for a Living. So we wrote a song that's going to be getting in the studio with that one soon, too. But, yeah, it's just talking about the things, man. Like, we all do this for a living and can do that for a living. But sometimes we forget to just do some living for a living, man. You know, and was there any hesitancy with your decision? Like, did you think twice? Did you maybe even worry? Do you still have any thoughts of like, man, this this could fall out? Oh yeah, I mean, like definitely when when I see the health insurance comes in, I got to pay that shit. That's when, <laughs> you know that, that's what I'm like, damn, you know. I mean, because awesome health insurance, but no, man, I I really do think about it a lot. Uh, you know, being in Nashville and stuff, uh, being gone, I missed a lot of time away from my from my family and stuff. I grew up with a single mom and stuff, still come back to take care of her. And, you know, it was pretty much my mom and my grandpa and granny. And, I mean, it's – I kind of still think about that. And, but at the same time, man, it's kind of – to being out there, there's struggles, just things that come. Just, you know, if I can book uh, – how many shows slow down during coronavirus. You know, that's, that's my money right there. And, and thankful enough, I've been able to keep – some shows and venues and stuff such as old red um old red and the wild wing cafes um you know being able to play those that's been steady gigs for me and some hometown places around my hometown that you know <clears throat> they did some social distance and stuff and like we just went through those guidelines and now it's got back to where it's getting normal again and kind of everything's picking back up so i mean it's definitely on an upscale I, I see the see the light at the end of the tunnel there for there for times man it it kind of gets dark but you know, there's there's a reason that I'm here and I'm doing it. And now it feels like that I'm already all in. So there's no hokey pokey and dancing this shit out, you know. Can't, go, can't turn around. <laughs> yeah. Do you play at Old Red and Wild Wing uh, pretty uh, often? Oh, yeah, man. We uh, I played last last weekend, uh, last Friday night. We played Johnson City Wild Wing Cafe. And then this coming Sunday, we play at Old Red in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So, we do that. Um, but yeah, man, just staying busy with those. We got some private parties. Uh, a lot of things. I like house parties, man. I like, uh, I like really, I, I guess it's kind of getting personal there, buddy, man. You got these people that they really dig in my music, man, and love what it is. And there's nothing like going out and them coming up, you know, setting us up for, for a weekend and, you know, hanging out at their house, but in their backyard, man. And you've got about 80 people having a bonfire and, you know, just, Good old times, man. It's got some of those coming up too. So it, it always helps, man. Stuff that, like that. That sounds pretty awesome. Do those people just like reach out to you and be like, hey, you want to come play at my party? Or how's that work? Yeah, I, I, I've had some people. That's kind of where I got the idea from people being like, hey, man, you know, I got I got some friends that are that are older and stuff and also got some military people. Um, matter of fact, you know, we got big crowds and stuff like that. And even with coronavirus, you know, whatever it is some people don't you know they they don't want to be around a lot of people right now just with everything going on so they reached out they're like hey man come to the house you know i got like i got 30 friends and i'll you know tell me to mount and blah blah blah, and you know we'll pay you and take care of your food and 
you get there and it's just like a night with their whole family, man, their whole family and friends. And it's just, you know, it means it, it's cool. Cause you, you can tell that it means more that they're, you're there with them, you know, them, and seeing some people that come and watch you play and stuff like that, you know, you really get to spend time with them. And, and then I turned it into, Hey, let me reach out and put on Facebook or put on different social media and stuff like that. And be like, Hey, if you guys have a house party, you know, hit us up wherever you're at. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been going good, man. So I've been able to fill those out. Also do some weddings and stuff like that, you know, pick those things up. But it's all I can, man. Six strings and getting it. That's pretty cool. Those That'll be a good memory for those people once you're, like, selling out Nissan Stadium and they'll be like, oh, he played our little family gathering a couple years ago. <laughs> I heard that, man. That, that's a, that'd be definitely a dream right there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um do you get to play any writers rounds around Nashville very often? Yep. Yeah, man. I've uh, I've got to play uh, the in the round. Um, oh yeah, Matt Burrow, man. That's a that's such a good one. Uh, yeah, Matt's one of my buddies. Such a cool dude. Heck yeah, man. He's yeah. uh he's an awesome dude. Love him to death. He's doing some big things. Um, oh, Nikki T. Uh, I think we uh, I'm gonna get in him and you know they started to raise rowdy on the row. So I'd love to love to get in there with with him man um i played at the done some stuff at the local uh but yeah just different kinds of riders around man that's uh that's what's cool is to get up there with your buddies pretty much put you in a slot with it and then you just get up there and rock it out dudes show everybody kind of around town all the groups about what you've been working on and different styles and stuff dude yeah um what riders round is your favorite one to play oh man um Man, I say right now, uh, I say right now, I, I love the in the round, dude. I mean, just because uh, the last one I had an absolute absolute blast with because it was three of my good buddies up there with me. And, um, you know, it was just it's like we're sitting in the living room, you know, everybody, everybody that's there, we we know and stuff like that. So it was it was cool. It, it's just always a good time. I guess any any riders round that's done at the live oak, dude, I really love the live oak. Um and hoping to get hoping to get in with the uh, the revivals, man. They're you know they're starting to they're going to get me getting fired back up. Uh, I wrote the other day with Rob Snyder, and uh, yeah, man. So I want to get in there with those. Those are those are the big things. When I was young yeah. and I couldn't I couldn't get in, and that's why I waited till I was twenty one because man, I couldn't get into a lot of these places, you know. And uh, I remember going down and thinking I could get. I went all the way to Nashville from Knoxville, thinking I could get in to the tin roof and ended up sitting outside for a revival show one night and hanging out and went up to live Oak and they would let me in. Um, that was kind of before then, but yeah, it was just, it's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah. It's like a big family. Like the Mumbrian street is just like a big family of music. It's cool. Right. Yeah, dude, Matt is killing it with <clears throat> that round. There's like never a bad lineup that he puts out. Never, man. He's uh, he is. He's doing, doing so cool. Uh, and Trey Lewis and everything, man, yeah. out there with those guys. Uh, they've exploded. But yeah, it, th that's another thing too. Just being in town for how little time I have, man. Just to see all these other guys that I've been able to to meet. Maybe not be as close as you know, close with them as some people. But it's just cool to watch everybody grow, man, and really, really turn into something. See people do good and get publishing deals you know and just you see these people you know that they work their ass off you see their names in rounds all the time consecutive all the times and then you know that's you want the good people to win 
you know, you want those people to win. It's so cool because it's just just like blessings, dude. You see, it just keeps running in. So just keep working and grinding, man. And it kind of gives people like me faith to keep on going when you see that. You know, you see them guys kind of get right there to the finishing line, but that finishing line is just starting line for them, you know. So yeah, are there definitely. like are there different levels of writers' rounds? Like some that, you know, when you first come to town you might not you're like man that's the writer's round i want to get to like are there different <clears throat> tiers like that or is it like just you know you go to I, mean, I, get, you go? I guess some people could say that um but man for me it's always it was so cool the first writer's round that ever went to was at the local and it, it kind of really wasn't about you know I, I didn't really see a lot of the ones like i, I seen like revival you know those were cool uh you know, in the round, just, just kind of started. And, you know, I've heard about some others, but for me, it was just like a, a chain of meeting people. You know, I, I played at the local and started meeting people. And then, you know, that's when I got in, people was coming out to, to those rounds, which then led us to live vote, which then, you know, I've seen laid it to the dog house and, you know, different stuff. And it's just like my, my key thing. And what I was told was get here, meet everybody you can. And, stay in contact with people, man. And just, you know, you, uh, get with people, right, right. All you can right with who you can find your people that you really love writing with, you know, keep those songs, keep the songs for, uh, some titles and hooks for, you know, you got some bigger, bigger writers coming up, man. You got a, a good room coming up. You know, you want to save that for some stuff and yeah, just those little, little things, man, little tricks that I've learned along the way just from everybody in town, even from artists to, you know, pub people to managers to different stuff like that. They've, they've all taught me a piece and I'm trying to put all these pieces together, man, and, and learn little by little from it. Yeah. What's your most rewarding experience at a writer's round? Um, I think the most rewarding for me, man, is when, uh, when you got your co-writers either on stage with you, or out in the crowd while you're playing that song that you guys wrote and to see everybody else's reaction off that song you guys come, come up with. That's kind of a rewarding thing. Yeah. I bet I'd say awesome feeling. Yeah, man. It's just like, it's crazy. You know, I've always said I've wanted to put a camera in a room and just video or have audio of how we come up with these songs, you know, just, just listen to that four hour process, go back and listen to it of just, and it's just wild, man, how a, how a song comes out. It just disappears. It's crazy. So I want to talk about, like, the kind of social landscape, I guess, for lack of a better term, of Nashville songwriters. So, like, what does that kind of look like? How are people connected? How do you get in to, you know, like, how do you get known? Um, well, like I said, man, a lot of it is just, you know, going out there and, and having the have a, a one a good mindset and an open mindset of just you know I, I've learned that there's so many different styles that you know you run across in Nashville of different music and stuff like that, but we're all there to play music and we're all there to put you know music is what feelings sound like you know we're all there to put what what feelings sound like through some type of music some way no matter what kind of be but um. It's, it's meeting those different different crowds of people, you know, people that's different from you and intertwining that. Um, and that and that just helps, you know, spread just having a, a good personality, man, 
um, around people, having that open mind mindset of, of wanting to work with other people, other styles of different people, you know, not just, you know, getting to Nashville and you find one friend group and then you stick into it and don't go outside that friend group and talk to other kinds of people. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of like business, man. It's just always have just like a roadmap and kind of find those people on the way, dude. And once it all connects and you got somebody that's over here that they ask, Hey, do you know, John O'Clayton or over here, you know, they know John O'Clayton. And it's just, it's just, I guess that's my way of trying to get known right now. Yeah. That, and yeah. I guess TikTok, man. I mean, hell, you know, TikTok's like <laughs> I mean, boom, you know, I guess, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's crazy. That clubhouse, that's cool app, man, coming up, you know, on its way up. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we've, we've been doing be an some... interview without TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> we've been doing some cool stuff on clubhouse too. That That's a pretty fun app. Yeah, we have. Oh man, that's a big app, you know, um, been a i was encouraged to uh, to get on it um and i've met a lot of people through it you know mm-hmm. i mean just all kinds of people dude it's a good good social networking uh thing to do for sure yeah, it's crazy how nashville has kind of embraced it i haven't seen much um on clubhouse outside of nashville but it's pretty cool mm-hmm. i've seen actually quite a few texas a lot of texas i've yeah. seen some uh uh, Texas people um, that I've I've been able to meet um, and stuff like that, but it's just it it is wild. I mean, you, you know, uh, somebody that I probably I don't know if I ever would have met them in real life. You know, I'm able to to get in a room with somebody I know that can introduce me in that room to five people they know. You know, yeah. and then make that relationship like that. So that that's one way to get to get known. Uh, to follow up that question. Yeah, and you really never know who's listening to. It could be the someone up in Big Loud that's huge in their company or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So are anybody, there, man. Are there like common traits that you've noticed um, among people that are really, really succeeding in Nashville right now? Like, have you noticed commonalities between Jonathan Singleton and JD Groover and these guys that are really kind of established there that you're like, that's what's setting these guys apart? Um, man, I, I think, I, I don't know. Um, let me see here. I think what sets those guys apart a lot, um, from stuff in it and it can set anybody apart. It don't necessarily, you know, whatever they do, but what really sets them apart, man, is their, uh, their determination and, uh, you know, their heart. I mean, one is just hard working. you know, they, these guys are, they go nonstop, you know, I mean, like, even though, you know, coronavirus and stuff, a lot of people have been down at the house. I mean, it, it's all the time of working and doing this. And it's not just, you know, folks and you got, you know, Jonathan that, that writes music, but at the same time, you know, uh, he's helping run a publishing company. He's, you know, doing all kinds of different stuff. You got JD, you know, he's, uh, I mean, he's hammering it, man. He's, you know, a tour manager and got on many different irons in the fire. And, and, and those guys know how to balance those iron in the fire and be damn good people at the same time of while they bounce that in, man. And that's, uh, that's what definitely sets it from in my eyes, it set, sets people different. You know what I mean? Those guys are the different and that's, uh, that's kind of what the goal is, you know, for me to, to me to do that, man, just kind of get my feet up and under me, you know, coming in town and stuff like that, and, you know, I'm, and it's wild to see what's happened now to looking like, what's it going to be in two years? You know, a lot of people don't make it two years want to make it certain months and they feel like they just want to go back home and not give it in. And it's like, 
for me, it's like every time there's a down thing, well, there's a rewarding opportunity for it. You know, I'll have something go wrong, something on a, on the truck or something fuck up or like something, just something crazy out of the blue. And then, you know, get in a room with somebody big, man, we write an awesome song. And then I get to jam it in that truck that I just paid all that money to fix and drive down the road. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, just, uh, sorry to kind of scramble like that, but yeah, those just kind of, it just se- separates those guys, man. Determination is just the way they do things and the way they handle their self. Yeah. And I think being authentic is another big thing that's um, I'm noticing lately is there's a lot of guys that sound the same, but then mm-hmm. those that don't are the ones that are blowing up right now. Yep. It's the guys, man, that, uh, that just show their, you know, show who they, who they are. And it's, it's different, you know, that just, make them different, stand different. You know, I mean, just you look at, uh, I mean, look, look at guys like, uh, like I seen a picture today, Hardy and Cole Wetzel, you know, I mean, you know, they walk in the room, you know, those, those guys stand out, you know what I mean? I mean, those, those guys are different and just unbelievable talented guys, but in a totally different way, you know, it's wild when you see Hardy and co going on, going on, and doing those acoustic shows together like that, I figured that was freaking awesome. I would have never expected that one, but I mean, just to see those guys, like, it, yeah, they're just different, like authentic, I guess you'd say, you know, their own people, man. And just, just do their thing that's different from them, you know, not, not kind of fall in this cliche thing of, you know, having to follow the leader and try to do whatever, everything. I mean, everybody finds a different path to get where they're going on the roadmap and, I'm just, I'm just trying to travel mine, man, and stay in those little lines best I can, and, <laughs> you know, not being screw up, make my mama proud and shit. <laughs> yeah, you brought up the, uh, the Cohen Hardy. I actually, my fiance and I uh, scrambled up tickets the second they went on sale down here in Fort Worth. That was a pretty cool show. Talk, yeah, the authentic guys. I mean, they walked out like, I think 20 minutes, 20 or 30 minutes late. And it's because <laughs> they, they had like, big old new tattoos on their forearms still like covered up and everything chris colston was with them too and he had the same thing they're just getting tattoos backstage and like sorry guys you're getting tattoos all right let's go (laughs) that's awesome man yeah it just makes them different man it just it makes them makes them interesting i mean it's just like it's like being that you know i've always wanted to be an artist um and that's and you know i've I've kind of wondered about that's why i don't have a lot of songs out right now you know it's kind of it's kind of been too so what direction do I want to go? You know, I've write different kinds of music, different styles of music. What do I want to do for myself? And it's pretty much just like, well, you know, the artist side of things is, is to be that artist and be like the bigger voice for your fans and your people from where you come from. And no matter what you do it and how you do that, uh, and they're not ashamed of it. And one, they apologize for certain things, but don't apologize for stuff that don't need to be apologized for and stick to it, man. And, you know, know that in deep down they're good guys and they portray it good guys. That's a, that's a big thing. That's all, that's authentic to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely about finding your sound and you just put out takes a lot of love back in August. Um, what's the story behind that song? Um, man, that song was, I wrote it, uh, learning my house by myself and it was kind of, I was kind of just sitting there thinking um, about some of the, the past things that I'd been through, uh, I guess, relationship wise. And it was kind of a funny idea that I was like, you know what? It, maybe, 
maybe it's not other people. Maybe it's me. You know, maybe it, it takes a lot of love to live with me, with who I am. You know, it takes a lot of love to live with that. Um, because I guess it was a scenario, you know, when you really like move in with somebody or something like that, like it takes a lot of love to, to really put up with smoking and drinking and you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and stuff like that. Then I go and, you know, hunting and fishing and, you know, chasing big bucks, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's going to take like that. But yeah, that was just, that was a good fun song, man. We picked that out. And, uh, yeah. I got, got frankly G to, to put that thing out, man. And, and done, done the producing on it and killed it. And uh, yeah, man. So I'm ready to ready to get in the studio and get some other stuff cranked out. It feels like it's feels like it's been too long, but man, I've been I've been writing my tail off now and just got a got a buttload of songs and just keep on doing it, man. Checking the calendar. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It seems like that song's doing really well too for a first release. Man, it's it's doing good. I mean, there's uh there's always some other things, you know. I wish I would have done different. You know, every time I hear hear it back uh, and stuff, but, you know, could have pushed it different, but everybody's going to have those things. Oh, I could have done this, could have done that, could have pushed it more on this app, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, for right now, man, I, I think it's a good starting place and, and really like a, a good thing to kind of turn my direction to see where, see where it heads off to. So. And did a lot of putting that song together come during like the quarantine period come during 2020 or was it pretty much ready to roll by then? Uh, that song was actually wrote a year before that. So I actually wrote a year, uh, wrote that song a year before that. And yeah, man, I had it, had three of the songs and, uh, got hooked up to a guy named, uh, Brad Parker, which was, uh, from my hometown, well, right outside my hometown and, uh, hooked me up with Frank and, you know, I was looking to get in the studio, recommended me to Frank, went with him and man, uh, loved him, loved what he did instantly. And, we got in there and, and, uh, yeah, I got that song later on. So I kind of had that song six months before I really went into studio with it and kind of started on it. But yeah, we got three songs mastered out of it, man. So I got those, got those holding in the tank, but, uh, yeah, just ready to get them ready to get, get in there with Jonathan, man, get them going. Yeah. And I think I can speak for me and Hunter when I say we're, we're both ready for those <laughs> we're, yeah. we're as yeah. ready as you are, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. That's, I, I just feel bad, man, because, you know, you feel like when you don't crank out songs, you know, I've been I've had it in my mind. I've been wanting to crank out songs every two months, you know, it seems like or, you know, and that I guess that's a hard thing for me as an artist. Like, do I need to just put out singles and singles and singles or do I put out an EP? Do I drop an album? Do I do this? Well, nobody knows what's going to get you more fame or get you more fame or get you more of this. Nobody knows how that. So me, it's just like flip a quarter, figure it out, feel what comes from the heart and. One, one thing that helps me out is keep my buddies and a lot of my close people that, that love my music and will tell me if something sucks or not, you know, really knows me deep down and stuff like that. Put them in a group text, say, hey, guys, which one's going to be the one out of these? You know, check these out and listen to this. How, how's that? You know, so, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm not as close as my fans when I don't put out songs over and over and over. You know, keep them interested. Keep them looking. I mean, you got guys like Morgan Wallen that drop. 30 songs dude you know i mean it's, yeah it's taking taking it all over it's just like man if i release a song the same week that he did i don't know if it got heard or not you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and you talked but, about connecting with your fans like how you know i'm sure you had something in mind back in 2019 early 2020 like this is how you keep your fans engaged you talked about putting out a bunch of songs you know the live shows but that was 
taken away from everybody in 2020. So what did you do to, to stay, you know, keep connected with your fans and your listeners? Well, man, I did, I did, uh, you know, a lot of the live stuff like people did, you know, I did the Instagram live, I did the Facebook lives and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of it, man, um, was just, I mean, I guess just kind of posting content, you know, I, did, I didn't post all the time, you know, through like the, the quarantine thing, just cause you know, I was kind of just doing my own thing, kind of seeing where I was juggling at just actually in my own life. But, um, like I just drew a blank, but oh shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyhow, um, it, the live shows, man, that was kind of when that got taken away, I had to go and, and do the lives and connect with people like that. But one was like, when I play at old, at old red and Gatlinburg, man, it's, it's a lot of a tourist town and, you know, keeping up with these people that, uh, you know, we did Venmos because I, they couldn't come up and put a tip in a tip bucket, you know? So when they did Venmos, I was able to people that tip me, you know, I was able to go back and I was able to comment and keep up with these people. Even Venmo led to Instagram, you know, and they kept up with me like that. Just, you know, and everybody I'd go in that post me on their story and I'd keep up with them like that. And, and it's cool to like, to see, I mean, that, that's kind of how I, I kept well connected with them to, to see how like somebody, you know, how that, uh, that like, I actually see it, you know, you come in Spotify, you put out a song, you can actually see like the, the place, like, Oh, there's a town in Ohio right now that all these people is from. And this group of people has went and spread my song out. So now I'm getting these streaming numbers from this certain location. Like, I think that's, I think that's cool. You know, yeah, Venmo's a new one. For, for as, and that's that's genius that, that that really is yeah like to be so personal about like hey thanks for supporting what i'm doing i i think you're really unique in that sense i i'm not sure many people thought of that oh yeah i mean man you got you put the Venmo. i mean somebody's directly you can see it like you know you gave me five dollars it has your name and everything on there i come in and i say hey blah 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 and i have another thing that i go over and then I copy and paste, you know, I say, I actually tell each individual person, you know, I don't tell them the same thing. I'll, you know, thank you, blah, 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 copy, paste something. But what I copy and paste is like my Instagram and, you know, my Twitter stuff. I go in there and copy that below that. Hey, follow me on here. Let's keep up with each other. You know, so it's not Venmo because a lot of people ain't going to keep up with Venmo. You know what I mean? It's not like a social media network, <laughs> right. thing. but, but you're personal with it. You're just like, dude, like, thank you. Like you just helped me get some more dog food for my dog. You know what I mean? You really did. Like you helped me get gas money and it really you know it really shows and i want to be able to like show somebody if if i if they help me out and give me ten dollars you know if i'm out here and i go out and like do something you know i don't want to let them know hey man i put this ten dollars towards something that's probably cool you know blah 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 like you know what i mean just something like that like this helped me out you guys helped me out this way i couldn't have done this if i didn't have this you know and that's that authentic man it means something to me you know that that really if I'm a fan of somebody and I reach out and you know, that's, that's building up and stuff like that. Like, I thought that was so cool, dude. To like, like I was such a, I was a huge Thomas Rhett fan, man. When I was a kid, you know, I was in the, I was in the, uh, the fan members thing, you know, the fan fan club, everything. And it was just, it was cool to like do the meet and greets and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's just so authentic to me because of how they kept up with, with everything and like responded. And it was just, it was cool, man. So that's, that's kind of how, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting take on keeping up with your fans, and that's awesome. So you kind of mentioned you had some songs recording. Um, 
what do you have coming up here soon? Um, so me getting in the studio, uh, a real soon, actually next week. And, uh, yeah, just, I got, I got one man that pretty sure we're going to, we're going to go through with it. I got a couple that we're going to run an idea and kind of see how they turn out before I really know what I'm going to release. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to start doing some stuff about, about every week, man. I, I got some songs now that, that I figured that I'm kind of ahead of a schedule, I guess, in the song scene. And each week on Instagram, man, I'm just going to start posting a new uh, acoustic song. Just like, I mean, you know, just acoustic song, me and a guitar, you know, and uh, just do it each one. Just, you know, do each week, do once a week and just kind of show every everybody different things. And then I don't know, kind of see where it goes from there. And that's, that's a something, great idea. Yeah, it really is. And that's something that you couldn't do, you know, five, 10 years ago where you can like gauge the opinion on this. And you're like, yeah, you know what? My, you know, my followers really, really resonate with that. You know, is that something that like you actually take into consideration that people take into consideration? Be like, Hey, that was a hit on social media. We should, we should get in the studio soon. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, 100%. I mean, another thing too is, uh, you know, all these algorithms and everything else, you know, some, some song that I think that's absolutely badass. I think it's the coolest song ever. You know what I mean? I put it out and it gets like 20 comments and 300 likes, you know, and then I put another song out that I may not have loved as much as this one the next week. And I put it out and it gets 200 comments and 500 likes, 600 likes or something like that. And it's just like, damn, you know, I mean, well, that blew my mind. You know what I mean? And like, sometimes I wonder, is that the algorithm? Like if they hear this song, but that's why I keep like my Instagram kind of small, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't really post a lot because one, I just kind of want to I'm just I don't want to blow people out. I just want to be like, hey, man, this this kind of like a step of life, like in a week. This is what I'm doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just kind of little stuff like that, you know, it's not like I just feel like post, I don't really like post pictures of maybe the cup of coffee or something standing there. You know, does that, does that make sense? You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like I keep my social media. Some people give me hell about it, but there's some man that uh to think it's cool i think it's cool but i like my social media to really tell a story you know i mean like the significant times in my life of big things it's kind of kind of um kind of gives it away kind of hints to to the future of what i'm going to be doing so well now we're gonna have to go back and read all your captions and go, take like the go first letter it. from all the captions <laughs> and it's gonna spell out what you're doing next yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's just gonna be a big crossword man you're gonna you're gonna figure it out <laughs> But All right, yeah. Jono. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Before you, uh, before we let you go for the rest of your night, I want you to let everybody know who's listening. Uh, you know, once again, who you are, where they can find you, and then uh, plug that song that you released in August one more time. Heck yeah! Uh, so my name is Jono Clayton, and uh, I'm from Maryville, Tennessee, and which is right outside of Knoxville, so not too far from Nashville. But yeah, you can find me, uh, Jono Clayton, Jono underscore Clayton on Instagram. Um, Clayton underscore Jono on Twitter. Um, and yeah, and got Facebook, got Jono Clayton, all that other stuff. But yeah, it takes a lot of love. Y'all go check that thing out and uh, be sure to get waiting for new music and stuff. I'm ready to, ready to really get it fired up, man. April's going to be a big, big, huge month for us to start out, especially shows climbing up and big things getting out. And we're going to be putting a song out then. So excited for that. Nope.
that was an exciting bit at the end. I like that. <laughs> Leaving everybody with something to take away with. But thanks for hanging out today, John. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Heck yeah, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. Um, boy, that was that was a good one. He's he's a cool dude. I was really excited to have him on there. If you like the show as much as we did, please leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. It's going to help us grow, help us improve, and continue getting really cool guests like John on. So if you have suggestions for other artists, songwriters, so anybody in the music business, really, that you'd like to hear on here, let us know. Let us know on social media. Drop it right down there in that review. Shoot us an email. And also be sure to check out our website at tgatecountry.com. There you can find links to our podcast, articles about our guests. We have some new music releases, stuff like that up there. But thanks again, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you all right back here next week. Mm-hmm.